Now I have a unique message tonight. Uh, we're bringing it to the screen, a biblical look at Satan in Bible prophecy. I want you to bow your hearts tonight as we look at his word. Father, we love you and we thank you tonight. And again, Lord, as we look at this unique subject, we're going to expose the enemy tonight based on the word of God. Lord, there are a lot of uh, misnomers and false teachings out there about the enemy of our soul, the enemy of our faith. But Lord, your word is clear and we as your sons and daughter, daughters, uh, we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. Lord, we must know the enemy and your scripture so clearly uh, exposes him. And we're going to see this tonight. And Lord, again, as we look into your word, again, it's an honor and a privilege to stand before you and, a, and an honor and a privilege to stand before your people. And Lord, as we look into the word, I ask always uh, for your Holy Spirit to open the scriptures to our hearts. Dissolve doubts, remove fears, and again, Lord, make the word of God so clear, dear God, that we'll have an answer for every man that asks a reason of the hope of you, Jesus, in us. Now, Lord, we give you all the honor. Uh, we bind every scheme of the enemy that would try to hinder this, ministry, uh, hinder this word tonight, and we ask again for an open heaven in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to look at tonight a biblical look at Satan and Bible prophecy. And what we're going to do, we're going to actually look at the enemy based on Scripture. And then we're going to also see that there is prophecy on the devil. Uh, and uh, uh, we have some good prophecy on the devil, which you're going to see uh, at the very close of it. But always, I'm a topical teacher, so I'm going to give you a number of topics. We're going to see from the Scripture who is Satan. You need to know who he is. Uh, we're going to look at who created Lucifer. A lot of people have that question. And, and again, this is going to be a, 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 an ABC type of a message a very simple message, but we're going to allow the scripture to do the talking to help us understand. Then we're going to see names given to uh, the enemy, given to Satan in scripture. There are different names the Bible gives us uh, that talks about who he is, his character, and different things about him. Then we're going to see how did Lucifer fall and become Satan. Uh, the scripture answers that as well, and we're going to see it. Then we're going to look at how do we... De uh, how do we uh, well, what I want to say is how do we defend ourselves uh, against it or how do, we, how do we protect ourselves? How do we defeat the devil uh, in our lives? And so we're going to look at how we, defeat, uh, how we defeat him based on Scripture, based on what the Word of God has to say in regards to him. And then last, we're going to see Satan's demise and uh, the end in the last days. And again, this is the part of the prophecy that I really love because, again, the Bible tells us a lot about him. Now, I must give you a little background. Uh, you know, when I grew up, uh, I was always afraid of the devil, uh, as many of us are. Uh, I was afraid of the enemy. I had all these different ideas of who he was and how he looked. Uh, I watched a lot of horror movies that always put the devil, you know, in a, in a situation where he was always, uh, you know, the villain and, and, uh, and we were always victims, you know. So when I grew up, I, I, was, a I was terrified of the enemy. You know, the Bible actually, uh, in the Old Testament, God warned Israel. He, God said, he told Israel, he said, now, I don't want you to let your kids play with those kids that worship these idols. He said, because if your kids play with them, they're going to teach your kids not to fear me anymore. You know, it's amazing. See, the devil wants you to fear him and not fear God. We need to fear God. So therefore, the scripture will give us a lot of information about the enemy, which again, I believe because we understand who he is in scripture, it takes the fear out as to who he is. So we're going to start off with who is Satan? And what I'm going to do, I'm going to start off with a quote here from uh, Billy Graham. 
Billy Graham says, don't think of Satan as a harmless cartoon character with a red suit and a pitchfork. He is, uh, he is, a very, he is very clever and powerful, and, uh, and his unchanging purpose is to defeat God's plan at every turn, including his plans for your life. And again, you know, uh, I put this picture in there of, of, of the end because most time that's how people see the devil uh, with a red slicker suit on and a pitchfork in his hand. That's how I've always, always imagined the enemy. Uh, you know, that concept had, a, had an origin. Let me read this to you. The concept of the red devil suit. The concept of a red devil, red devil seemed to have uh, taken its appearance in the Greco-Roman pan, uh, who, was, who was like a horned goat. Uh, Irvin Berlin helped popularize the red horned devil in 1913 with the song At the Devil's Ball. From there, the character became an advertising icon for products like Underwood. Remember Underwood Devil Ham? Uh, and uh, uh, firework uh, companies and several different uh, regiments, divisions, and squadrons of the military. So, again, this, this, this look of Satan, uh, it, it, it became an icon. I mean, people begin to associate this look with the devil, but really our enemy does not look like this. You know, he's a fallen angel, which we're going to see. Now, I'm going to bring in another picture because I want to show you how the world see the devil. Now, this picture here is taken from a, it was a pilot uh, show uh, starring uh, Sammy Davis Jr. It was called The Poor Devil, okay? And uh, I wanted to really play the audio for you, but I won't be able to do it tonight. Uh, I was going to show you a clip of it here. Uh, this, this was actual uh, uh, taken from the show here. And uh, what they do, they show, they show Sammy Davis Jr. down in hell. And he's actually working in hell. I mean, he, he went to hell. He was, he was sent to hell. But in hell, he wasn't burning up. He was in hell throwing the coals on the fire. Now, when I was young and uh, unsaved, when I saw this, my mind said, you know something? When I go to hell, that's the job I want. Really, that's what I said. That's the job I want. Now, I'm going to keep the coals on the fire. I'm going to keep them sinners burning, man. This was my concept. Because I didn't know what the, what the Bible taught about Satan. And again, you know, uh, as we progress in time, and again, many of you have seen this program here. Uh, you know, I know we're living in the last days when they give the devil his own program. Not only that, but they're so bold to call it Lucifer. Uh, th this program is amazing because here, you know, he's, he's this uh, suave, debonair, British, uh, accented devil. Uh, in this particular uh, series, he, he left hell. And there's this uh, angel that's following him, trying to get him to come back to hell to do his job to torment people. You know, Satan is not in hell tormenting people. That's a lie. That's a false image that we have of the devil. The devil is not in hell down there tormenting people at all. As a matter of fact, Satan is afraid of hell. Uh, we're going to see again, hell was a judgment created by God for the devil because of his rebellion. And again, uh, but, but, but the world's concept of the enemy is different. And uh, in this program, I mean, he's debonair, suave. I mean, British accent talks, you know, beautiful and handsome and drive fast cars. But he's the devil. We're going to see some things about the devil. You can't, you can't trust the devil. Uh, no matter how Hollywood try to dress him up, uh, you can't do it. Now, who is Satan according to the scriptures? So I'm going to give you a number of scriptures tonight. And I, I would encourage you to write these verses down because the Bible is going to reveal to us some things about the enemy. Well, we're going to start with our Savior, Jesus Christ. 
In the Gospel of John, chapter 8, verses 43 and 44, listen what Jesus said. He said, why do you not understand my speech? He said, even because you cannot hear my word. Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father, ye will do. Listen to what he says. Talking about Satan, the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of lie, the father of it. You know, whenever the devil tells you something, he's lying. Jesus said the devil is a liar. That's why I shared even this morning, you know, as the enemy began to uh, oppress it and, and talk to you, you know, the Bible says cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself, uh, exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The Bible says cast down those imaginations. The devil is crafty and he's slick and he's smooth and he's quick uh, when he tried to use uh, words against us. Jesus said here the devil was a murderer from the beginning. Jesus said he didn't abide in the truth. There's no truth in him. He speaketh lies. He is a liar, the Bible says. Look at this one, the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse number 10. Jesus said, the thief, the devil's a thief. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Here, Jesus said, the devil is a thief. I remember hearing a, a preacher preach a preacher message entitled, Satan is a thief of beautiful things. The devil likes to steal the precious. You know, we are all precious to God. And the enemy loves to steal precious things uh, that belong to God. But again, he's a thief and you got to know him. You got to know your enemy. Don't play with him. Don't, don't mess around with him because he's a, he's a devil. Look at this one, John chapter 12, verse number 31. Jesus said, now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of the world be cast out. The Bible calls him here the prince of the world. In other words, Satan does have authority in this realm, in this world. Uh, the scripture tells us that this world really is not our home. Uh, the Bible says that we are pilgrims passing through. But literally, Satan is the prince of this world. And, and again, you know, um, uh, we're going to see as we go forward, the, the, the word's going to reveal many, many more things about him. Look at this next one here. I like this one. Uh, this is uh, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse number 8. Peter said this. He said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. The scripture says that Satan, he's our adversary, but it says he's an adversary, but he is as a roaring lion, meaning that he's not a roaring lion. Satan has a roar, but he has no bite. You got to hear me. And see, a lot of times what we do, we allow the enemy to, to speak whatever he want to speak into our lives. Uh, we believe everything we hear coming in uh, through our ear gate. Uh, sometimes you got to just shut it down, saints. Uh, you got to be careful, you know, what, you, what you're listening and what you're watching. Uh, I, I challenge Christians, you know, uh, if you like horror movies, you need, to, you need to quit watching horror movies because those things change the way you think. Uh, uh, it, it, it puts these, uh, these false views uh, of the enemy uh, in your life, and you really, you really need, to, need, to, need to get to the Word of God. Look at this next one here. Look at this one. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 4. It says, in whom the God, that's lower, lowercase g-o-d, 
in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not. Satan is a lowercase God. He's the God of this world. Uh, uh, people take the devil for granted, but listen, he has some power. And we're going to see as we go forward, the Bible says he's, Jesus has given us power over all the power of the devil. But the devil does have power. And therefore, you don't play with him. You don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't dabble with his stuff. You don't mess around. You don't play with Ouija boards. You don't, you don't do anything that's part of the devil's world or realm. He says here, Jesus said, uh, well, uh, Paul wrote, he says, uh, uh, Satan, he hath blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. See, the enemy, he is the prince of this world. He's the God of this world. Those who choose not to uh, honor God or accept him, they literally come under his control. As a matter of fact, before I became a Christian, I never saw the devil. I never saw him because I was blinded by him. I couldn't see the devil until I became a Christian. When I became a Christian, then I realized how much bondage the devil had me in and under. I, I was under some major control and didn't even realize it. The enemy had blinded my mind. But once the light of the gospel came in and the, the, you know, the, the veil was lifted off of me, I was able to see the enemy. And I realized how much control. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, saints. You know, we have loved ones and friends and families that are not born again. And, you know, uh, I, I encourage you never to give up on a loved one that's not saved. I don't care what they are going through, what you see them doing, how many times they have done these things. Continue to pray for them. Continue uh, to cry out to heaven for them. Uh, continue to ask God to intervene in their lives. Continue to ask God to, to intercede and set roadblocks in front of their lives. Because, see, right now, the enemy have blinded them. See, the fact that you see is because the light of the gospel has have entered in. Sometimes we give up too fast on our loved ones. You know, uh, I know that I'm saved today because somebody prayed me through, and I thank God for it. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you. When I was in the world, you got to hear me. When I was lost, I enjoyed it. Really. A lot of us, a lot of us did. We enjoy, I enjoyed the world until God showed me that I was, I was, in, a, I was in a dead-end situation. When God began to touch things in my life and I realized, you know something, this is not good. You know, uh, there's a payday for sin, but uh, there's pleasure in sin. The Bible said there's pleasure, but that pleasure will, will lead you to eternal judgment. So we're looking at the enemy tonight. Look at this next one here. Look at this. Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 2, Paul wrote this. He said, wherein in time past you, ye walked according to the course of this world. You know this world has a course that is walking on. There's a path that this world is going on. There's a, there's a will that this world is following. You know there are two wills out there. There's God's will and there's even the will of the devil. And you know what determines which one of the wills you fulfill is your will in the middle. See, you know, I didn't realize, I didn't know that God had a call for my life. Uh, when I was out there in the world, I mean, my life was, was heading up in the devil's world. I mean, things were happening for me, and, you know, I, I was, you know, enjoying what I was doing. And uh, if I would have stayed there, uh, I know I probably wouldn't be here today because uh, my life would have been taken out, you know. But uh, what happened when God began to deal with my life, and I made a choice, and I accepted him, and the light of the gospel came in, then God's will came into my life. And again, this is what I want to say with you about loved ones that are not saved. You may have loved ones who may be the worst looking devil that can ever be, but they may want to be, uh, be an Apostle Paul if you continue to pray for them. 
Because God has a will. And all, all you got to do is continue to pray for them that the light of the gospel comes to them. But the, Paul said this. He said that we were once walking on this, the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. This is what's working in your loved ones that are not Christian. It's the spirit of disobedience. But Paul said that we once walked according to the course of this world, according to, listen what it says, the prince of the power of the air. This gives us some clues as to where the devil's kingdom is. I shared earlier that Satan is not in hell. His, his, his kingdom is not in the lower parts of the earth. He's not in hell running everything from hell. The Bible said he is the prince of the air. His kingdom is in the lower powers, I mean lower, uh, low, lower heavens. And we know that because of Daniel. Uh, when you read the book of Daniel, Daniel 10, when Daniel prayed, Daniel set his heart to pray for 21 days. The Bible said that God dispatched Gabriel, the angel, immediately to give Daniel an answer. But Gabriel was hindered for 21 days by the prince of Persia. One of these principalities uh, uh, of Satan was sent on assignment to interfere with Daniel's answer. Daniel continued to pray, to pray and then God dispatched Michael, the archangel, to war with the prince of Persia, which in turn uh, allowed Gabriel to bring the answer to Daniel. See, Satan's kingdom is in the lower heavens. He's the prince of the air. And see, we've got to understand who we're dealing with, uh, who this enemy is. So we'll go a little further, and we're going to look tonight at who created Lucifer. Who created Lucifer? In the beginning, God created all good angels. All were holy and set apart for the work of God. But the scriptures go on to teach that there was an angelic rebellion in heaven, headed by none other than Lucifer, the chief angel the anointed cherub. Lucifer became so impressed with himself that he wanted to overthrow God himself. And the scripture reveals this. It actually tells us that, that, that this happened. Look at this. Ezekiel chapter 28, verse number 14 and 15. Ezekiel wrote this. God says, thou art the anointed cherub. We're talking about Lucifer. He was the anointed cherub that covereth he says, uh, I have set thee. So God says, I made you so. I made you, you know, the chief angel. You, you were the anointed cherub, Satan. God said, I made it so. Thou was, uh, thou was upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou was perfect in all thy ways. When God made Lucifer, the Bible says he was perfect in all his ways. Look at this. Perfect in all his ways from the day that thou was created. So when God made him, he was a perfect being. Till, look at this, till iniquity was found in thee. You know, angels have wills just like we do. Let me ask you this. Why do you think no other angel has followed, have fallen like Satan? Uh, uh, Satan? Why, have, why haven't Gabriel or Michael tried to overthrow God like Satan tried to? Because they saw the example of what God did to rebels. So they choose to, to obey God. They make the right choice. But the Bible says here, Satan was created perfect. He was created perfect uh, when God made him until iniquity was found in him. Now, Dr. Uh, 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 Ron Rhodes, from Reasons, uh, Reasons from the Scripture, he, he made this very powerful statement about, about the devil and sin. He said, apparently... This represents the actual beginning of sin in the universe, preceding the fall 
of the human man, Adam. So Satan, basically, sin came into the world through, through Satan. He says, sin originated in the free will of Lucifer in which, uh, in which, with full understanding of the issues involved, he chose to rebel against the creator. And this is exactly what he did. God said he was created perfect. God said, I made you perfect when the day I created you till iniquity was found in, in you. And again, we're going to see some other things about the enemy as we go for, uh, forward. Uh, we're going to see some amazing things. But look what, look what John said here. In, in 1 John chapter 3, verse number 8, talking about the enemy, he said, He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Jesus came in on the scene to destroy everything that the devil brought into this world. You know, and I, I'll say this, you know, uh, Satan could not have come into the world had not the federal head of humanity, humanity, Adam, allowed him in. Romans 8 tells us that when Adam sinned, the Bible says sin entered into the world. Adam allowed the devil's influence to contaminate a perfect world. But thank God, the Bible says before the foundations of the world, God had already made a plan in case Adam messed up. God made a plan by which he would redeem mankind. And I thank God that plan was Jesus Christ. I thank God that Jesus fulfilled everything. You know, the Bible called Jesus the last Adam. The first Adam messed up everything, but the last Adam fixed it. And I thank God for it. But here we're looking at the enemy. The Bible calls him the devil. Here it says, the devil sinned. From the beginning. Let's go a little further. Look at this. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 13 through 15. It says, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. So these, so these false apostles, they, they transform themselves into messengers of truth, but they really are, are evil. You know, they, uh, they, they are imposters. Look what it says. And, not, uh, and no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transform, uh, be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their work. That's why the Bible warns us in the latter days about false prophets and false teachers and false apostles. You know, there are people out there that are controlled by the devil. And God gives us warnings as, as the church not to be gullible, not to follow these falsehoods. Uh, the word of God exposes them. And again, as we, as we see them in Scripture, it really, it really helps us. Now, let's go a little further in the, in the study. And we're going to see some names given to Satan. Now, look at this picture. This was a wonderful picture I found online. I really like this picture because it actually gives you a lot of different things about him. He's, again, he's called Satan. He's the adversary. He's the devil. Uh, uh, he's called the accuser. He's called the serpent. Uh, the Bible tells us a lot about the enemy. So look at this verse here. This is a, a wonderful verse here in the book of Revelation chapter 20, verse number 2. John wrote, this angel, this angel going to lay hands on him. He says, and he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, 
and Satan and bound him for a thousand years. This is when Satan is bound right before the thousand year millennial reign of kingdom. I mean, uh, the millennial reign of Christ. The Bible tells us here that, you know, God would dispatch one angel, not a legion of angels, just one angel to take care of the devil. Uh, when Christ comes back in the second coming, God's going to bind the devil in the bottomless pit. But here it's amazing how the scripture gives us four different names for the devil. He's called the dragon. Uh, we find in Revelation chapter 12, he's that same dragon that tried to uh, come against Israel. He's called that old serpent. It's the same old serpent that was in the Garden of Eden. Same devil. He's called the devil, you know, and, and Satan, the accuser uh, of the brethren. Uh, here, the Bible wants us to know exactly who God will be binding at the beginning of the millennial kingdom. None other than the devil himself. And the Bible said that Satan will be bound. We'll see it in a few minutes. Satan will be bound. And again, God's, God's going to judge him. But again, uh, this is what the scripture uh, tell us uh, in reference to who he is. Now, uh, Ron Rhodes had a wonderful uh, pamphlet on angels, uh, what you need to know about them. And in this particular uh, uh, pamphlet, he gave a full list of different names given to the devil. So what I want to do, I want to give you this list. And you should make a note so you have it. Uh, this is amazing here. Uh, in Revelation chapter 12, verse number 10, He's called the accuser of the brethren. You know, Satan, the Bible said he accused us day and night before God. Not only does he accuse us before God, but he also accused you. Uh, uh, he come to you and accuse you of your, of your misdoings. You know, when you make a mistake and you fall or you sin or whatever, the devil tells you, you're not a Christian. That's the accuser of the brethren. If you was a Christian, then, you know, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have fallen like that. You're not a Christian. The devil is there to cast doubt. And I'm going to tell you, man, we have an enemy, we have an enemy who's there to, to, to knock us out. He's called the accuser of the brother. The Bible said he accused us before God day and night. I can imagine the devil, you know, from his perch in the lower heavens, he's telling God, look at him, God. How are you going to use that guy? Look at him. And all of a sudden, God sees that, that weak saint on his knees praying for forgiveness. And, and the blood of Christ, again, just covers him. And the devil gets mad again because he can't stop it. You know, the Bible says if we, if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. You know, when a believer falls, he just get back under the blood. Lord, I'm sorry. The Bible says Jesus, he's faithful and just to forgive us all sins. He's there waiting to cover us. But here we have an accuser of the brethren. Here's another one. He's called the adversary. First Peter 5, 8. You need to know that Satan is your adversary. He's your enemy. Nothing about him uh, is good toward you, and you got to know that. Uh, some people play with the devil. It amazed me. Some people dabble with the things of the devil. Some Christians play with the things of the devil. Let me tell you something, man. You don't, you don't want to play. You have an adversary. The devil wants to take you out. He don't care about you. He's our adversary. He's our enemy. We need to know it. Look at this next one. He's called the devil. Matthew chapter 4, verse number 1, and we know that. You know, he's the enemy of our soul. Uh, look at this next one here. Uh, uh, he's called our enemy, Matthew chapter 13, verse 39. You must understand that. Listen, you must understand that because when you come to the crossroads of decision, whether you're going to do what God wants you to do or do what you're tempted to do, listen, you better realize if you yield to the enemy, uh, he, he's going to take you further than you want to go. 
How many Christians have backslid and gone into deeper things than they wanted to just because they made the wrong choice? You better understand, you're not dealing with a friend, you're dealing with a foe. Satan is crafty. He's been doing this longer than you've been alive. The enemy knows your temptation. He knows, he knows, he knows what gets you. You know, the Bible says that, um, you, know, the, you know, the devil, he, he's, um, how does it say, he, he's, uh, he's crafty. He's smooth, you know, and he knows the, the he, he knows your specific temptation. You know, the devil don't tempt you the way he tempt everybody else. Yeah, some things that tempt you may not tempt me. So the devil don't tempt me with certain things, but he tempt me with other things because he know, he, he, he know my life, he know my appetites. And because I understand the enemy, then therefore I can, I can deal with him based on the word of God. We're going to see that too. Now, he's also called the evil one. 1 John chapter 5, verse 19, the evil one. He's also called the father of lies, John 8, verse 44. He's called a murderer, John 8, verse 44. Again, uh, you remember the first murder in the Bible was when Cain killed, I mean, Abel killed, Cain killed his brother Abel. Yeah, that was under the influence of Satan. He's a murderer from the beginning. That's one reason why the devil thought that he, if he would murder Jesus, that he would defeat him. And he didn't realize that when he killed Christ, he fell right into the plan of God. When he killed Christ on the cross, uh, he took all of our sins uh, at that cross. You know what I mean? And, and the devil thought that if I take him out, I'm going to kill the son. And then, uh, but he played right into the hand of God. But he's a murderer. You got to understand that. We also read, too, that he's as a roaring lion. 1 Peter 5, verse 8 and 9. He's not a lion. Jesus is the only lion, the Bible says. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. Uh, the Bible said the lion is the king of beasts. Jesus is the king of all. Satan is as a roar. He, he's a counterfeit. He has a loud roar. And again, I got to keep reiterating, saints. I got to keep reiterating this because, see, a lot of times we don't realize when the devil's speaking to us, when the devil's talking to us. But the enemy talks to you more than you realize. When, when, when you have doubt about things and, and you hear those voices talking to you, as I shared earlier, Corinthians 10 says, cast down imagination. You got to cast those images down. Uh, don't entertain them. The Bible says cast them down and bring them into uh, subject to the word of God. You got to know your enemy. The devil know that we don't understand him. And therefore, he take advantage of us. He's called the tempter. Matthew chapter 4, verse number uh, 3. He's called the tempter. You know, the devil's been doing this longer than you. He's the master tempter. He knows just, just how to do it. I tell you something else, too. The devil's patient, too. The devil said, he'll he come around. I'm going to keep tempting him. I'm going to keep, keep playing with him. I'm going to keep teasing him. I'm going to do a little I'm going to come back. The devil's very, he's a tempter. You know, sometimes hey, you got to cut it off. Sometimes you got you to kill the appetite. I think I shared before, I think I mentioned before, but I think it's very, very good to mention now. Uh, you know, in my home, I have cable, but I don't have HBO. I don't have Cinemax. I don't have those programs. Uh, to me, I, I'll be honest with you, I call those soft porn channels. And the reason why I call them that because, you know, uh, you know what they allow on those programs is just amazing. 
And what happened, I remember when I used to have cable in my, that type of cable in my home, uh, I find myself at nighttime wanting to go downstairs and watch a movie. Why? Because they were showing nudity. And I didn't realize that the enemy was setting me up, and I didn't realize it. I said, I don't watch pornography. I don't, I don't do that, you know. But, but, you know, I find myself with a hunger to go down TV, go downstairs and, and watch a movie on Cinemax or HBO. And what happened, the Holy Spirit said, son, what are you doing? And I said, wow. I mean, it's like, it, like light bulbs went off in my spirit, in my heart. I said, oh, my God. I said, the devil was trying to set me up. Guess what? I cut it. I called my cable company. I said, take this out of my house. I don't want it in my house. The Bible says, make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. See, sometimes the tempter, he knows how to get you. And a lot of times, see, we make provision for the flesh. We make provision for the enemy to come in. Sometimes you got to cut that thing. Cut it. Cut. I cut it off. We moved into another home, and, uh, you know, a lot of times these cable companies, they're real slick, boy. They're slick. So we moved into this home and, you know, had our cable transferred over. And all of a sudden, when it transferred over, it transferred with all that junk again. I said, the devil is a liar. I called him. I said, you get this junk out of my house. Oh, no. It's just for, I said, I want it gone now. They hit a button. Bloop. It was off. Let me tell you, we have a tempter. Don't play with him. Be careful what you're reading, men. Be careful what, you, what, you, what you're allowing the devil to tempt you with. He's a tempter. And he knows, he knows, what, he knows what you like. He's a tempter. One of Satan's greatest assets in opposing the work of the Lord in his, uh, is his deceptiveness. Down through the centuries, he has posed in roles that have caused men to think of him uh, in any other way than his true character thus making it easier for him to lead them from God. The devil's job is to lead you away from God. You better know the enemy. You better know him. Uh, the devil wants your children, your grandchildren. You better know the enemy. You better cover your babies. Now, how did Satan, how did Lucifer fall? How did it happen? How did Lucifer fall? Jesus said he saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. After Lucifer's fall from heaven, his name became Satan and his fallen angels became demons. And I really believe that. Uh, Jesus said this in the Gospel of Luke chapter 10, verse 18. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. When God found iniquity in the devil and those angels that were with him, God purged heaven immediately. He purged heaven, purged it. And Satan was cast out. He was cast out of God's abode, the third heaven. And he was cast out. And Adam allowed him in. But how did he fall? How did he become loose? Uh, Satan? Look at this. In the, in the book of Isaiah chapter 14 here, we'll look here at uh, verses 12 through 14. It says, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cast down to the ground? Uh, which did weaken the nations. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights 
of the clouds, I will be like the most high. How did Satan, how did Lucifer fall? He fell because of pride. We read earlier, I mean, uh, iniquity was found in him, but he fell because of pride. You're looking at all through this, he says, I, 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 I will ascend. I will, I, I. He had I-ism. He had a problem. And he thought that he could ascend above the most high. That's amazing to me. He's going to ascend above the creator. Boy, that was a dumb thought, man. He should have cast that one down. <laughs> Satan fell because of pride. And again, it's the same trick he, he does for every one of us. Listen, saints, I don't care who you are. Every one of us can, can, can take this particular uh, iritis, you know, every one of us. And when people uh, praise what you do, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, just pray. If, if people say you did a good job, just, just send it up to heaven because of God, you know, to God be the glory. You know, uh, you got to be very, very careful because the enemy, he failed because of it. Now, how do we defeat Satan? How do, how do we defeat him? You know, the Bible tells us how we can do that. Every one of us here, even the weakest Christian, even a, a baby saint who just get born again can defeat the devil. How can we do it? Look at this. I'll give you some verses here. Look at this. Luke chapter 10, verse 18 and 19. Jesus said, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning falleth from heaven. Behold, Jesus said, I give you power to tread on serpents and on scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You know something? We don't believe that. But the scripture says, Jesus said, I've given you power over all the power of the devil. You, can, you, have, you have authority to use the name of Jesus to rebuke the devil. You have authority to resist the devil. You don't have to follow his plan. Jesus said, I've given you power over him. That's why I tell you, I rebuke the devil. I don't entertain him. I don't play with him. I rebuke him. Look at this one. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 12. Paul wrote, he said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The wiles, that, that term in the Greek is translated the trickery of the devil. See, the Bible says here, Paul said, put on the whole armor. You put on the whole armor of God, the armor that he's given us, you put on that whole armor of God, the Bible says you'll be able to stand against the trickery of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Again, Satan is the prince of the air. His kingdom is in, his kingdom is in the lower heavens. You're not wrestling against your, your, your loved one. and your, your, uh, you, you, wrestle, you wrestle against principalities and powers. Now, these principalities may be, may be using your loved one, but you need to rebuke the devil. Look at this one. Look at this. This is amazing. Here, James chapter 4, verse 6 through 8. This is how we defeat the devil. He said, but he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. He said, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he shall flee from you. You know, Satan has no choice. If you, if you resist the devil in Jesus' name, the devil has no choice but to flee. As a matter of fact, saints, when Jesus was tempted in the garden, the devil threw everything at him. 
And every time Satan came to Jesus, have not God said, the devil tried to cast doubt on Jesus. And Jesus said, the scripture have said. And the Bible said, whenever Jesus said, the scripture have said, the Bible said, Satan left him for a season. Jesus pulled the sword of the spirit out. He used the word, the sword of the spirit, and he cut the devil with the word. You know, that's part, that's part of our armament, saints. You know something? You need to know the word of God to rebuke the devil. Yeah, you want to you defeat him? Man, just pull that blade out on him and just, just Jesus beat him. Read, read, read the gospel. Jesus beat the devil up with the word of God. My, my, my. Look at this. He said, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. The Bible says resist the devil. You got to resist him. What's happening, sadly, we're not resisting, we're giving in. No, you resist him. Jesus, I've given you power to the devil. You don't, you don't have to fall. Resist the devil. Look at this one. Jesus said this, Mark 16, 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe, Jesus said. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Jesus said, in my name, you can cast out devils. The devil got to go. Devil's in your house, cast him out. You lying devil, get out of my house in the name of Jesus. I rebuke the devil in my house. I rebuke, I rebuke the devil out of my house. You got to go, devil. You got to go. I rebuke him. Look at this one. The gospel of, I mean, the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 11 and 12. How do we defeat the devil? This is how we defeat him. Look at this. Uh, verse 11 says, John wrote, he says, and I heard a loud voice saying, uh, a loud voice saying in heaven, now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of the brethren is cast down. This is Revelation chapter 12. This is at the mid part of the great tribulation. The Bible tells us that Satan will be cast from his lower kingdom perch and he'll be cast to the earth. And then from there, he'll be cast to the bottomless pit. And then from there, he'll be cast to the lake of fire. But look what he says. He says, which accused them before our God day and night. He's an accuser. The scripture says, and they overcame him. See, the devil accused them, but the Bible said they overcame the devil. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb. That says the blood of Christ is powerful. Devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I'm covered by the blood. My family is covered by the blood of Christ. Listen, they overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto the death. We defeat the devil with the blood of Christ. We defeat the devil with the word of God. We defeat the devil by knowing our enemy and not playing with him. Now, we're going to close with this. This is the demise of the enemy. The word of God predicts, and this is my favorite part of the study. Matthew chapter 25, verse 41 says, Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his end. You know hell was prepared for the devil? It's a judgment that God created for the devil. Look at this one, Isaiah 14, verse 15. It says, yet thou shall be brought down, talking about Satan, you shall be brought down to hell, to the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee, saying, uh, look upon thee and considering, consider thee, saying, is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake the kingdoms? 
that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof that opened not the house of the prisoners. See, the Bible said that Satan, he never opened the house of the prison. He kept people in bondage. The scripture says when Jesus came, he came to open up the prisoners. He came to open up the doors to release prisoners. But the scripture says here, when Satan is cast down to hell, the Bible said they were narrow look at him and they said, is that the man that caused the earth to tremble? You know, that tells me, boy, Satan must not be what we think he is. Look at this. Chapter 12, Revelation, verse number 7 and 9. And there was war in heaven. Michael, his, Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place found anymore in heaven. This is Satan's lower, lower perch here in the lower heavens. And the uh, great dragon was cast out. That old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He's a deceiver. And he was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Now, again, this is chapter 2. This is, this is, this is going to happen during the time of the tribulation. When Satan is cast from his lower perch, he's cast down in the mid part of the tribulation. Then we go, we're almost done. We go over to the next part. Satan will be bound into the bottomless pit. He will be cast there. Uh, Revelation chapter 20, verses 1 through 3, John wrote, And I saw an angel come down from heaven having the key to the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on that old dragon, that, that, that dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shed him up and set a seal upon him uh, that he should deceive the nations uh, no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he should be loose for a season. God's going to bind him in the bottomless pit for a thousand years. Then God's going to release him at the end. And then God's going to deal with him. We're almost done. Dr. Reagan, in his book, uh, God's Plan, talked about when Satan is released. He said this, yet at the end, when Satan is released, most people will rally to him. Now, this is during the millennial kingdom, at the end of the millennium. Most people will rally to him when he, when he calls the nations to rebel against Jesus. Revelation 20, verse 7 through 10. The, millennial, uh, the millennium will prove that what man needs is not a new society, but a new heart. God's going to put man in a perfect environment without a tempter, and man will still sin. At the end, God's going to release Satan's influence back into the earth. It's going to expose the hearts of men and women who would not honor Christ. God's going to judge the devil, and then those people that formed an alliance with him will be judged. Well, look at this, chapter 20, verse 7. It's coming, we're almost done. I got one more, one more, one more slide after this one. Revelation 20, verse 7 says, And when the thousand years are expired... Satan shall be loosed out of his prison. This is out of the bottomless pit and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth. Gog and Magog to gather them together to the battle, the number of whom is as the sands of the sea and went upon the breadth or the width of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured him. I mean, devoured them. Those people that's going to form an alliance with the devil at the end, at the millennium, God's going to judge them and defeat them. And then here's the last prophecy on the devil. I love this verse, saints. I remind the devil all the time of this verse. Revelation 20, verse 10 says, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. You know, in the cold world, they think that Satan is more powerful. 
But see, they don't understand prophecy. And I shared before, when I first uh, got, you know, out there, I mean, I, before I became a Christian, I was always taught that if you study the book of Revelation, you could lose your mind. I learned this in church. And you know something? It was a lie the devil had planted uh, in my young life going to church. Because the devil did not want me to know the end of the story for him. Well, I got saved and God called me to the area of, of ministry and then Bible prophecy. And when I started reading and when I read that the devil was going to be judged and burned, I said, wow, I didn't know that. But the word of God reveals. So what I've given you, a quick little biblical look at Satan in Bible prophecy. The Bible tells us a lot about the enemy. And again, we must know the enemy in these latter days.